When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Petey, along with Craig S. Morgan, and a very, very welcomed guest, finally back on the show after yeah. a couple days hiatus, it's <laughs> Leah Merrill. I, it feels so weird to sit here while you do the intro. Like, that was the most unnatural feeling of my whole life. <laughs> well, don't get used to it because this sucks. Uh, we've been begging for you to come home. I actually talked to Saul about getting a plane ticket yesterday to come home, and, and he mm-hmm. said no, but it was bad. So, Leah, what, what's going on in Toronto? Well, we are, I'm currently in the media room at Scotiabank Arena. We are about 20 minutes away from getting to talk to everybody involved in the All-Star game, including Clayton Keller, hopefully Rick Tockett, and celebrity All-Star captains, etc. So keep your eyes locked in on the PHNX underscore Coyote's Twitter and PHNX Sports YouTube. Hopefully there'll be a lot of interview content coming your way a little later, but... Sorry to report, there hasn't been much in the events that have that's happened yet. So. Yeah, but personally, there has. Like this, this has got to be cool for you, just going home and having the All Star Game in it, a place that you know so well. It really is. Like when I get off the plane here, it feels it feels like home to me. It's really comfortable. I know my way around the city. I'm staying with friends. I've gotten to see some old family friends here and there. Um, I know the public transit like the back of my hand. So it's been really cool. Um, and it's really cool that this event is in Toronto because I feel like Toronto is it's just a hockey city. Um, and it, it, this event feels made for Toronto. One of the things in our chat, Leah, and I don't know if you can see our chat, but CWP, the, the OG Charles, he wants to know, did you get the opportunity to get your picture taken with the Cheeto glove yet? <sighs> so I went yeah. on a wild chase for the Cheeto glove. And I said that it had moved. I wrote that in the Die Hard blog that I am going to write every day. Oh, no. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, we got you. You went away for a sec. And it said they relocated it to the Fan Fest. So I tried. Okay. I tried to get into the Fan Fest today, but I don't know. It was very stressful to get in. So I ended up coming here because I didn't want to be late. So I might have to try again tomorrow. Mm. Well, work trumps work trumps fun. Well, actually, never. No, it doesn't, because we were all at the draft, and it, it didn't trump it there. So, it, one of the things you told us yesterday, and it was in the blog too, that you you had some very famous people on your flights, and, and one of them was the parents of Toronto Maple Leaf Austin Matthews, 
they were on your flight. And we were, Craig and I were wondering if you had the opportunity to try to woo them on how fantastic it would be for Austin to play with his hometown team. I didn't. We don't tamper here at PHNX Sports. So. <laughs> yeah. We My agree. question is, Leah, did, did, did you wear the Qantas pajamas on the flight back to Toronto? No, Craig, but... I am using one of the many free um, things they gave us on the flight by Qantas. As you can see, um, you know, they gave us a little kit with some socks and a face mask and some hand moisturizer. But I'm so I'm using it on this trip and I have it with me here. That's great. We brought one back for Petey, didn't we? Oh, wait, no, we didn't. Oh, Never mind. Okay. <laughs> No, you didn't. Yeah. Okay, Leah, can you give us a little idea now? Because this is this is important. This is the draft day today. And is this is where the teams are getting picked today at the All-Star Game. Do you have any sense? Because we know how important this is for all Coyote fans to know. Do you have any sense of where Clayton Keller is going to go in this draft? I don't have a sense based on talking to anyone, but I have a sense in my soul. Clayton Keller and Austin Matthews are friends. Ooh, um, so like I'm feeling like he's going to get drafted by the the Toronto Maple Leafs forward, Austin Matthews. I did, I did see a mock draft, and I'm sure Craig sat and watched this on the NHL Network earlier today. They did a mock draft. Yeah, I'm sure Craig didn't tune in. And, and, and you nailed it, Leah. They have Clayton Keller going to Austin Matthews' team in the fourth round. They have him picking William Nylander first, but they have the fourth round, Clayton Keller joining. Okay. But, but what we're talking about, the captains. This Craig and I know Craig really wanted to chime in on this because he loves the All Star Game and this is why Leah is going to the draft today so she can see. <laughs> you can see all the all the all the captains. So there are captains. It's Matthews, McDavid, McKinnon, and the Hughes brothers are the captains for each of their respective teams, and they all have a celebrity captains: Justin Bieber, Will Arnett, the world famous Tate McRae. <laughs> you know, Michael you know. Lundley. If you know, you know Tate McRae. Tate McRae, too good to do podcast. Tate McRae. Who are you most looking forward to seeing tonight of the celebrity captains? That's a good response. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Nope. Okay. Yeah, we got you okay. now. All right. No. Um, it's definitely. It's definitely. Okay. It's definitely uh, Justin Bieber. He's a superstar. I've actually met Michael Bublé before. Um, <laughs> subtle flex. Uh, nice. And Tate McRae, that's like one below my generation. So I'm not like, sorry to Pete and DJ, who I know are huge Tate McRae fans. Um, I don't really know her that well. And then Will Arnett, I think, is really cool. But if I have to look at the four, I'm yeah. choosing Bieber number one. And then after this wraps, wraps up tonight, what are you expecting to accomplish there in the next 48 hours while this event is going on? Um, well, like for the for the people or for myself? <laughs> uh, how about yeah? I don't. Yeah, Wait, I don't care. No, let's people. just say it, Petey. It's for us. Yeah, what are you accomplishing for us, Leah? What are you doing for us? Yeah. About? Did you getting? Did so, we get all star gifts yet? Did you? Did Craig and I get all star gifts? Is that I a did, thing? No, I need to visit the gift shop still. Um, I, I'm going to get you each a jersey because I know how much exactly. you love them. And I'm just going to say, Pete and DJ and Sean DePaz, whenever they go anywhere, they all seem to get jerseys. So I just thought that would be appropriate. Although I, I'm sure they're not in the PHNX budget. So, you know what I'm hoping for, Leah? Oh, no. A one-on-one -on -one hey. with Gary Bettman. You're going to sit down with Gary Bettman and, and get everything that we need to know about the arena and the future of the Coyotes in Arizona, right? You'll take care of that on Friday, right? Uh oh. Yes, we'll do that. 
I'll do that for sure. We can hear her. She, you know what happened? She took a phone call. And, and one of the things you got to do when you're on your phone on the streamer is you cannot take phone calls because that's what happens. And there goes Leah, Leah Merrill. The good news is Leah's, Leah's doing well. She's found her way to the bowels of Woods. Is it Scotiabank? Is that what it is? Yep. Yep, that is what it is now, for now. Can we just, uh, here's a subtle comment, so, uh, an aside, Craig. Can we go back to the names of all the arenas and just, and then they can be sponsored by something. Can this just be Maple Leaf Garden sponsored by Scotiabank? Well, some of them, the problem is with some of them, they don't even have an original name. Like when they built the new place in Chicago, it's United Center. And that's all it is. It's a sponsor's yeah. name on the building. Like what yeah, else? I guess. Yeah, I hate it too. Like I'm never going to call... Sun Devil Stadium, anything but Sun Devil Stadium. I don't. I don't really care. I don't care who sponsored that about it. I'm agreeing. So we're gonna we're gonna call this the Toronto Maple Leafs Arena. Sure. F Scotiabank. They're not paying our. Max yeah. hasn't got them as a sponsor yet. So Leah, I know you want to get to work here. So we're gonna ask you your last question. And, and we did get you cut off there. What are you trying to accomplish for the people here at PHNX, the diehards, Craig and I? What are you trying to accomplish here in the next 48 hours at the All Star Game? Um, so we're going to chat with Clayton Keller, obviously. I'm going to try and chat with Rick Tockett as well, and we'll, we'll see. So those videos will be coming on our Twitter account and our YouTube. I'll also have shorts to recap every single day. And if you're a diehard, I'm vlogging every single day, day by day, what I've been up to, who I talked to, what I saw and did. So you have to be a diehard to read that as well. Uh, but just keep your eyes on the PHNX Sports Coyotes Twitter and the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Anything else from you, Craig, for, for Leah Marrow? She's joining yeah, us. And listen, I know everybody's anticipating Gary Bettman's news conference on Friday. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if he says a lot in that sort of setting. Those settings don't tend to produce, you know, the type of in-depth news. But, but maybe he'll, he'll be uh, you know, depressed or feel like he needs to say something more definitive about the Coyotes' fate at that news conference. The last thing that I want to ask you, Leah, after the big trade that went down in the NHL yesterday, is this Canada's year? The Vancouver Canucks are all in. The Edmonton Oilers are on a ridiculous heater right now. Winnipeg, Petey Mike thinks they might be the most complete team in the NHL. And, of course, they're the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is this the year that Canada finally breaks the Stanley Cup drought? No. <laughs> oh, that was definitive. I've seen – listen, it's been – the last time a Canadian team won the Cup was before I was born, so – I'm just going to doubt it until they prove me wrong. I'm, and I'd be happy if they did. I want to see a Canadian team have success in the postseason, but I'm just going to, I'm not getting my hopes anywhere. Well, there you have it. Live from Toronto, Leah Merrill. And, and I do hope you do. Please do not scratch out Elliot Friedman's eyes. We heard rumors on the internet. I have to go apologize plan. to him. I don't, if you DM'd him that I wanted to scratch his eyes out, I need to have a word with you because I don't <laughs> know where that came from. So it now I need to go been. find him and say, I'm not scratching your eyes out, but nice to meet you. So I'm here's gonna, what I want you to do. I'm going to text, this, actually, I'm gonna text Elliot that? and tell him that you evaded the metal detectors somehow today. So, <laughs> Well, I think I think what, what the people here at PHNX want to see, and, and, and really, honestly, the people coast to coast across Canada, is they want to see a, a, a picture with with you and Elliot Freeman showing that everything is all good and you've made peace and there's truth there in the world. And I, so I am expecting to see that on the Leah Merrill Twitter page within the next few hours. So there's no pressure, Leah, but you we'll need see. a selfie with Elliot Friedman saying his, all is well. His security team might have it out for me. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's, they've got their picture. There she is. Here she's coming. Uh, and the eagle has landed. Oh, okay, Leah, thanks again for joining us. Right. Um, be safe there. Get us all kinds of content, and we'll be following you on the Die Hard blog 
and on your Twitter page. So please come please, home, Leah. Please come home. Please come home. You guys got it. Thanks for holding it down while I'm gone. No, we don't. But we thanks don't. for saying that. It's it's all. In, all right. Just see you later, Leah. See you, Leah. Oh, well, Greg, are, are we are we jealous about this? Are we jealous that she's look at? Do you know what Danielle and I were both producing the show? That's what happened. We, we were fighting over it. Leah was coming. Get out of there, Petey. Get out of there. It's my bad. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Everything good, Craig? With with uh, the, Leah's coverage at the, the All Star Game, are we are we excited to see what happens, or we don't really care? Yeah, she's already blogged. She already put out a, a blog post. I'm sure she'll be doing that a couple more times while she's there. Like she said, don't don't forget about the diehard blog. You know, I I know we launched it and then it went quiet for a little while because. We've had a lot going on at PHNX lately, including, you know, being forced out of our office for a week by uh, yeah. that was electrical issues, we'll call them. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the blog is going to be coming up. I, people are going to be contributing to that again, and Leah's getting it all started. So looking forward to what she has to produce for us and really, again, looking forward to that news conference from Gary Bettman on Friday. Well, and while we're talking about it, let's talk about the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Sports are more fun when you have skin in the game. And BetMGM is the official sportsbook of PHNX. The big game is almost here, and it is perfect time to download the BetMGM Sportsbook app. I play several bets on the big game. This is true, several bets on the big game. And what I do, Craig, I write each bet on a note card, and I put them down on the autumn in front of me in the couch. True. 100% true story. I don't bet on the team winning or losing because what fun is that? I yes. bet on yards, coin toss, color color of the gator, all that crap. Bet on all of it. And I little weeny bets, and I put those all over. And when one hits, you know the little bell that I have? Where I ring it? that bell. This is, again, true. It's just me and my wife. I ring the bell, and I put the card up on the fridge. And when I don't win the bet, I tear it up and throw in the garbage to get the bad karma out of the way. But it makes the game fun regardless of who I am rooting for. And you can do that too. Just sign up for the BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. And you will receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to the disclaimer. Play problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 hope or text hope and Y 467 Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-270-7117 and you know what? I know you probably can't get tickets to the Super Bowl, but there's all kinds of events here in, in, in Arizona that you can. You can go to the Suns, you can go to college basketball, and you can go to the Waste Management, Management Open. All of those tickets are available on Game Time. Game yeah. And you know what else is coming? And here's Craig's. The, the Bird's Nest concerts are coming, and you can get those tickets on on there. Justin Timberlake is coming to the Footprint Center in May. I'm sure you're going to that. Tate McRae that we just talked about already is coming in July. So you can jump on to the Game Time, game time sports, sports Book, Game Time Ticket app and get your Tate McRae tickets. And I know the one that Craig has already jumped on tickets all over is Bad Bunny is coming to the Footprint Center in, in February. So he's got those. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason snag the tickets without the stress from game time download the game time app create the account use the code word phnx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem the code phnx get 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed well we've talked about leah at the all-star game and i know how much craig and i are we, we're, we're dialed in but yeah, that's not held yet pd and yeah we're already looking past it, it because care. well Truth be told, Pete and I don't care at all about the NHL All-Star Game. So we're going to talk about something else. We're going to look forward because you know what happens on Sunday, Petey? The Coyotes return to the ice. Clayton Keller won't, of course. He'll get a little extra time off. We'll see how much he takes. But 
The Coyotes return to the ice for practice on Sunday afternoon. We'll be there. I'll be there at least. Um, so that's already, oh, yeah, it's crazy, God. right? Yeah. No, I won't be there because I'll be going downtown to the mullet again. So that's they, you. You got to do that one. They can take a month off if they want. I'm, I'm cool with that. But yeah, that's coming in the next CBA. So no. let's talk about storylines for the Coyotes. The biggest storylines after the All Star break. Um, I know we've broken these down into a couple segments, but I'll start with the first one here because people have been asking it over and over and over again. And I've reported uh, the date of Barrett Hayton's return, but people get a little nervous. Has there been a setback? Is there anything changing thus far? No, I've not heard anything changing in Barrett Hayton's return. He is due back after the all-star break. I don't know if he's going to practice Sunday, but you know, the date that I had heard that he was ready to return was today, February 1st. So I'm assuming at this point that we're going to see Barrett Hayton in practice and back on the ice. And, you know, we'll see if they throw him right back between Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz immediately, or if they work him in some other way. But this is good news because I think this is a guy whose value was underappreciated until he went out of the lineup. Yeah, this is interesting to me because I, I hate to be a pessimist, but that's kind of on brand for me. I, I'm, I would sp- if he comes on to practice and full practice on Sunday, as as expected, I, I would not anticipate to see him in that game on Thursday again. I think it's going to take him a while. I, I think your timing, you're playing by yourself, you're skating every day, but just getting back, he's been out a very long time. I mean, this is going to take him, it's going to take him a minute to get back into game shape, get his timing back, and especially if he wants to play with, with Schmaltz and Keller, where their timing and their ability to move the puck up the ice quickly is so imperative, that's going to take him a minute. So I, I'm not sure, Craig, to your point does he jump right between them i don't know yeah Yeah. i mean you know on one hand get him up to speed right away but on the other it's like that's a lot of pressure to put him into and have him play those kind of minutes when he hasn't played for so long so maybe he gets spelled in at at that point but i think we'll we'll temper our expectations here on phnx until craig's got an opportunity to see him in practice but he is important the the second half if they even want to stay around the playoffs at all they need to see barrett hayton back in the lineup and they will have four practice. At least they're scheduled to have four practices this week. I imagine they'll take advantage of them after this break. So there's going to be a lot of time to for him to. Play. Obviously, sure. it's not a game situation. You're right. It's not a game situation. So you can't mimic that, no matter how hard you try in practice. So maybe they work him in slowly. Um, but the the good news is he's supposed to be back on the ice. As far as some of the other players, we haven't we haven't received an update on Matt Dumba yet. We'll obviously get one on Sunday, so we'll we'll get a better sense of where he is. Um, Vladislav Kolyachonik, obviously, we're with that that one's been up in the air because of the the nature of the injury. They're, they've been uncertain of how it's going to heal. We know Troy Stetcher's going to be out for a little while longer, so I think that updates it. I think I've covered everybody, Petey. If I haven't forgotten someone. Well, the, the interesting thing for me is the Kolyachonik one, when it first occurred, we're like, he was there as a call-up, and it's yeah. not one of the core guys. And it's, you know, it, we want to see him healthy, stay that. We, we don't want him to be hurt. But that wasn't a big piece to, to, to this team. But now, when you got Stetcher and Dumba both out of the lineup, you're going, oh, gosh, what if they, if they lose one more, then they, they, they need some defensemen. Like, so I think the Kolyachonik um, injury now becomes important. And, and I think you get you need that defensive depth. And when you're losing guys in the top of your lineup, you've got to have a guy like him jump, be able to jump in. And he brings a physical element that they need. And he he's also can keep up with his his foot speed. So I, I the one that didn't concern me before, now I'd like to see him jump in the lineup sooner than possible. So I think if this team's going to stay in, even in the playoff conversation, they're going to have to get healthy as soon as possible. Yep. 
I know another one that people will be looking at quite a bit because we, we saw signs of it, especially, I mean, Bill and Gunther for the most part looked very good when he came up from Tucson and thus far has not given them a reason to send him back. We'll, we'll talk about Tucson's plans a little later in the show, but watching these two guys play together, look, listen, there, there, there are hiccups and you've pointed out some of these. I know people get excited about the offense and they maybe miss some of the other elements of the game, including, you know, those guys being stuck on the ice, right. For the, for that key goal the other night. Um, but you're going to live through, through some of those mistakes with young players. I think it was at least encouraging to see Logan Cooley making significant strides, playing with that sort of, as Chris Peters told us long ago, that FU attitude where he's he, he's a little bit grittier, he's in your face, he's he's playing with speed, playing with pace, and attacking. I like to see that Logan Cooley. Hopefully we see more of that and we see him, you know, basically justify this decision to keep him in the NHL the entire season rather than giving some development time down in Tucson. Yeah, I think those two of the guys, you see what the addition of Gunther, that we both expected to be here for just two games or three games while they're waiting for Zucker on suspension. And he's earned his way on this onto this roster. He's got he's got seven points in 11 games. And in those 11 games, Cooley also has seven points. Cooley went from, from um, you know, four goals to seven goals. He, he with with Gunther in the lineup. So I think that the chemistry is there between those two. And, and I don't know right now, I, it doesn't surprise me if, if if Gunther goes back down at any point, especially right. when Hayton comes back in the lineup, I would, they were going to have to make some some lineup decisions when Hayton is ready to jump in the lineup. But but until then, keep these two together. And, and even if they hurt you a little bit defensively, even if that's a problem, I think that's one of those tandem and those those pairs that can live with this franchise for years. And you, so let's see if they can build some of that chemistry. We've we've been around coaches, Craig. They always talk about that tandem or that pair that you can you know slide another guy in on their line. And, and I see these two being potentially a, a pair that can last on this franchise for a long time. Um, Cooley, again, it's it's every once in a while we see those glimpses of hey, he's getting better, he's getting better, he's getting better. And, and Gunther. The one thing I'll say about Gunther and his his time here is is those points are five on five, and they're not dominating on on power play like I did a season he did a season ago where everything was on the power play. He's been able to get five on five points, and I think that that's a very important part of his progression. It's, we talked about his speed and his pace, and he's worked on all those things. So, I think those two young players. I think that this is a big step. In, in, in this rebuild and getting those players to continue to develop and play well. And, and I think that's what fans should be looking for for the second half. Even if the playoff race starts to, to fade away from the Coyotes, I still think you can look at these young players and, and see how they're progressing. P- dive into that a little bit with Cooley in particular, Petey. Like what, what are the, the nuts and bolts of what you need to see from Logan Cooley over not quite the second half? It's a, we're a little past the first half of the season. But what do you need to see to say – yeah, he's he's getting it. He's progressing even more than what we saw right at the break. Well, one of the things you can do once the and, and if they're staying in a playoff race, I don't know if his role changes. I, if they're staying around, if they're five points out and they're four points out, three points out, and they're in that eight, Cooley's going to have to sit. Not sit, and I don't mean sit, but but Keller and Schmaltz are going to get the, the the majority of the offensive zone draws. They're going to get the big ice time, but. If that starts to fade out and they're starting to fade out, look for Cooley to get more more of that ice time. Look for Cooley to get more offensive zone opportunities. Look for him to be put in situations that maybe make him a little bit uncomfortable. And, and let's see if he can develop from that. The other thing is you saw him playing sparingly at the wing. 
I would see, again, if they start to slip out of that playoff spot, I would see Cooley play in the middle of the ice for the remainder of the year. I think this is, you've got a baptism by fire. You've got to learn. You've got to learn those assignments. But then you, as a coaching staff and a management staff, maybe take some of the pressure off of his offense and go, okay, we're going to focus tonight. And, and this is one thing that coaches I've seen do. You, you have a goal for tonight. Not, not the rest of the year. Tonight, we're going to break this down for tonight. You know what, Cools? We're going to go out there and you're not going to get scored on tonight. Let's focus on your your defending. Let's be really good in the defensive zone. Let's be really good in the down low battles. Let's win those battles. Let's keep the opponent in front of you. And let's focus on your defense. And then the offense will take care of itself. So for me, as a coach, I'd be looking at Cooley increasing his ice time, staying in the middle of the ice, and really starting to learn how to play 200 foot and defend. Because one of the things you saw at the University of Minnesota is when he'd get that little bit of an edge, the FU edge, he kind of lost some of the fundamentals of system play and let his skills take over. Can't do that in the NHL. So he's going to have to learn those fundamentals. I think he can still develop even if this team's not a playoff spot. All right, let's talk about uh, a key issue that leads into another key issue, um, the playoff gap. We knew that the other teams around the Coyotes in the wild card race were going to play games after the Coyotes had finished before the All-Star break. They did. They did some winning like LA King. The LA Kings now are in the number one wild card spot with 56 points. That's seven points clear of the Coyotes. That's a pretty significant gap at this point. Um, St. Louis is the next team at 54. Nashville sitting at 54. Seattle's right behind them. And then you have the Arizona Coyotes. So now not only are they five points back of the second wild card, there's a few teams they have to leapfrog. Again, sorry, I keep asking you for the coach's perspective, but you've sat in on so many rooms. Like when you're in that situation, it's not just, oh, we're five points back. There's all these teams in between you and, and your goal. So what's the attitude? What's the realistic attitude of a coaching staff and a team right now looking up at that deficit and facing a really tough February schedule, yeah. which they still have? This is the hardest part, I think, for the Coyotes, and I, and I think it's their schedule. I think when you look at those five teams that are fighting for that last spot, I mean, the Coyotes have the most difficult schedule of those five teams. But from the coaching perspective, your job is to make this team win. And I, and I think you have to make this. And I know we've talked to Andre Turney about this, and he does not agree with me on this. So, so we'll state that right away. If you say to this team, you've got 34 games left and you need to do, accomplish this, I think that's too big of a task. I think that's too 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 big of a mountain to climb. I think it looks too massive that you've got to make up five points in 34 games. I I like the okay, we're gonna break this down. And and I know we've done it with Pocket, we did it with Tippett. It was five games. It was tip started with 10, but we would five games seemed to work because you go, okay, it's five games. And you take those five games as a playoff series. You got it. it's best three out of five. And you you condition yourself to to put your your mentality in this is a playoff series. And that's how we approached in the coaches' room, even this far away. It's a playoff series. This team needs to win three out of five. We're going to pl- prepare. We're going to eat, sleep, and train like this is a, a five-game playoff series. And you have to win three of these games. If this team can win three out of five and maybe sneak in one, four, and one in there, then they're going to be around it. You even look at the LA Kings. I know LA Kings are way ahead of them. LA Kings are still struggling. And, and I think that that's a team that's still a little bit disarray. Maybe, maybe there's two 
two wild card spots there. Um, but it, but if it is just on one, it's five teams for one, and you have to be able to focus on a smaller task. You have to be able to say we we can accomplish this. We win three out of five. And if I'm a player, I'm looking at the schedule. Okay, we got Vegas, we got this team, this team, and now okay, yeah, that's doable. We can win three out of this five. And then what if you beat Vegas? Now you got now you've got that confidence. You go okay, we can win this series. And what happens? And this happened with one of the Rick Tocca teams is you start playing that kind of mentality in this point of the season. And when you get to the close, when you're starting to get ready to playoffs, we've been playing playoff hockey for 30 games. Like we're there already. Mentality, we're there. We're playing playoff hockey. And I think that does give them an advantage. I don't want to count this team out yet, but it, it is a massive task based on this schedule. So, so let's see how they come out of the gate. Let's see if they get healthy. Let's see how Ingram is in, in the net. And we'll say maybe for now. I think they need to win three of the first five coming out of the break. I want to tell a story here because it is interesting, the different approaches that coaches take. Um, I asked, you were there. I asked Andre, mm -hmm. yeah. he divides the season into segments because Rick Tockett did it. And as you mentioned, Dave Tippett, and he said he doesn't do that. It, he wants, basically, he wants people focused on the immediate task in front of them. The, that game that night, that's all he thinks about. And that's fine. Like people have different approaches. I want to tell a story because... Dave Tippett was in the PHNX studio uh, for uh, an upcoming show that we're going to start rolling out promos for, and, and it's going to debut next Wednesday. Really excited about it. But I sat down with Tip for a while, and he told the story of that incredible February unbeaten run back in 2012. As that month was starting, he said he had a meeting with GM Don Maloney, and they're looking at their situation where they're just, you know, hovering around it, maybe in the playoff picture, but they've got a tough schedule and they're, they're both saying, are we buyers? Are we sellers? What do we do? So they held the meeting with the players. They said, here's the schedule. Here's what we need to do this entire month. Here's the point total that we need in order for us to be a buyer and to be thinking like a playoff team instead of a team that's going to be unloading assets. Well, the players respond and go unbeaten. You, you, nobody's going to foresee that. You can't say that, oh, the meeting was the reason for that, obviously. The players bought in. Mike Smith was out of his mind in that. All of that played into it. But it's interesting the different approaches because these are very similar situations right now. And yeah. you know how it played out for the Coyotes way back then in 2012. And it's interesting, that team, when you look at that February, that really saved the season. It, yeah. If not for that, this team doesn't make the playoffs at all. And the miraculous, the, the season doesn't end like that for 2012. And I know this franchise is not a Stanley Cup, and we can talk about that. But that's a hell of a playoff run for a team that that at that point had no chance, that was just out of it. And they set a franchise record and wins in a month of February with no losses. So you're right, Greg. I, I think that that it's going to be important that they, get a, they, they have to have an outstanding start, not just in those segments, but in the game itself, their first periods have been horrific. They've had yeah. bad starts in the first 10 minutes, the first period. They can't play from behind. They're not good enough to chase some of these better teams like Vegas, like Colorado. They need to at least stay tied or even. So they're going to need a good start of the game and a good start to the season. But one of the things they better not do is take OGs. OGs is on two new products made with live rosin and RSO, the OGs Naturals and the Big OGs. The OGs Naturals are vegan gummies. Meanwhile, the Big OGs gummy is a mega version of Peg's Raspberry Orange. It's perforated into 10 slices each, 10 milligrams of THC for a total of 100 milligrams of THC. OGs are locally made. And check out the creams, the Sunny Sativa, the Mellow Indica, and the Mini Cream 
three milligram per piece. To learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head over to ogsbrands.com. And I guarantee it, they might not be part of their advertising slogan, but you might get a little hungry. So you plan ahead and you stop through and get yourself some burros. Go where people put the fun in their meal fiestas with some burros. Some burros is family owned and operated and was voted Arizona's most loved Mexican restaurant. Burros, chimichangos, tacos, enchiladas, tamales, Mexican pizza, all of your Mexican food favorites, and don't forget the taquitos and mini chimneys, because you know I won't. Come check out their newest locations in Goodyear, Peoria, and the I-17 and Joe Max, or visit someburros.com to find one near you. Let some burros cater your next meal, big or small. Order online or find one near you visiting someburros.com. Greg, let's get back to hockey in the All-Star game. Yes, yeah, sir? we just got an update from Toronto, PD. Uh, and what's that? Leah just killed El- Oh, no, not just killed Elliot. <laughs> just met <laughs> Elliot. Just met Elliot. That's what it was. Break, breaking news across Canada. Oh my God. Liam Merrill is in custody. Yeah. So that, that last segment when we were talking about the playoff chase and what they need to do to stay in it. Well, the other looming deadline, of course, comes one month after they resume play. And that's the, the NHL trade deadline on March 8th. If they fall out of it, we, we all remember that quote from Bill Armstrong. Management's got to do what management's got to do. So... That's the part that gets really interesting for me. I don't, we, we've talked about maybe the trade value of some of these players and who might be available. It's hard to read this situation. Like I, I, I wouldn't say that either Matt Dumba or Jason Zucker has probably lived up to expectations for hopes at this right. point in the season. So I'm not sure what their trade value is. I'm not sure it's, is, it's what the Coyotes hoped if they got to the situation where they had to flip them. On the flip side of that, there may be some other players, depending on what the Coyotes are thinking about them, depending on whether other teams want to take on an extra year of terms. Sometimes teams do. They like that cost certainty of planning it in. So then you start looking at, okay, are they willing to move one of their goaltenders, namely Karel Vimelka? Are they willing to move an Alex Kerfoot? Are they willing to move Nick Bukestad yet again um, to try and acquire more assets? It gets really interesting because – these guys bring a lot of value in the room, I think. So you have to weigh that against how much value are we actually getting out on the open market? Well, this is this is what makes this trade deadline so interesting. Because over the last two seasons, there is no doubt Bill Armstrong was trying to sell any asset he could to acquire draft assets and future assets for this team. That's not the case this year. Because you can see this team teetering around the playoff line right now. You don't want to blow up the future uh, of players. And, and the two you mentioned, Kerfoot's a great example. Kerfoot and Bukestad are great examples of, man, they're not going to be here when this team's ready to win a Stanley Cup and compete for a Stanley Cup and be a perennial playoff team. They're not. They're too old, and I, I don't think those players will be part of that once they get through this, but they're important now. They're important in developing players playing the right way, and they're de- you know developing players as good pros. I think those those two players help this team win right now. So I think there's that mix of winning now with with the future. And, and I'd hate to see those two guys go. I get it. If they do I, again, that's where the return is. When you talk about Dumba and Zucker, I don't think the return is what they were expected when those players came in. I don't know unless they blow the doors off in the next five weeks. I, I don't know if they're getting the return back that that's worth, worth the trouble, but you're going to have to, because you're not going to probably resign those players. But then you, yeah. the ones that have the most value, Craig are the ones you don't want to get rid of. You know, the, the players that are playing their best. Like, would somebody pick up a Sean Dersey from this team? Well, I don't Hell I don't yeah. See. Yeah, they would. I don't see the Coyotes. Right. But those are the players they're not trading. 
You know, yeah. it could, well, could, I mean, could Connor Ingram? But yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah but don't why would you trade him? You, right. That makes no sense. Lawson Kraus. People keep talking yeah. about Lawson Kraus. I don't see the Coyotes trading Lawson no. Kraus. We have talked about Nick Schmaltz. If Nick Schmaltz can get on a heater after the All Star break, I'm very interested to see that how they approach that one. He's a uh, He's another player. Honestly, when I look down the road, is Nick Schmaltz a key contributor to a, a, a playoff team for the Coyotes? I'm not sure he is. So, may, I mean, you can make the argument you maybe should have traded him last season when his value was maximized. He hasn't had the kind of year you would hope this season, but he's still a guy with really high-end skill. If you put him in the right situations, he can be a very productive player for you because he, like I said, he's incredibly skilled, and there are very few players who generate speed through the neutral zone with the puck the way that Nick Schmaltz does. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, it's interesting because Nick Schmaltz has never reached his potential as far as I'm concerned here in Arizona. I think there have been glimpses of it. I think he's an outstanding hockey player. He can help a playoff team. He can. He can provide that secondary offense. He can get to that. He can provide additional scoring. And there are teams that are going to need it. And you saw what happened in New York. They got Philip Cheadle, Philip Cheadle, who's who's all ready to come back, and he gets hurt again. He's out for the rest of the year. There's teams that are going to need scoring, and there's teams that want to win right now that need to have some high-end offensive players. Um, that one's interesting to me, Greg. If you hadn't brought that up, I don't know if I would have thought of Nick Schmaltz, but that's, that one's interesting. I, I don't know. Zucker and Dumba, for sure, they're going to try to move those two contracts just if they can. And then Schmaltz is interesting because he does have another year left, but he is one that I don't know with his history of injuries. The only thing would be if they find a way to appease Clayton Keller. Like if you're just saying, hey, Clayton, he's he's going to go, but but you're going to get to play with X, Y, and Z, or this is what we're thinking, then maybe you might be able to, to appease him. All right. Let's go, uh, let's go down the I-10 for a moment, shall we? And watch the traffic this time of day. God damn it. Because the Tucson Roadrunners are still, uh, by points percentage, in first place in the Pacific Division. They're a point behind Coachella Valley, but they have a game in hand. So maybe they can hop over them in points as well. But Tucson's been an incredible story all season. Uh, I'm excited. First of all, we're, we're planning on going down there later this month to, to do a show. But beyond that, PD, I want to go down and cover playoff hockey in the AHL because, you know, we... We don't get to cover playoff hockey very often up here in the Valley. So I would like to see the Tucson Roadrunners play. And I'm really curious what that playoff roster will look like, because I wonder how many yeah. current Coyotes could be competing in the AHL playoffs. Yeah, it's one of the things we need to find out from GM Bill Armstrong is what are all the rules on that? Who can go? I mean, we talked to David Ludwig, too, because I know there's players like Dylan Gunther obviously can go back down. He's been part of that roster. Mike, Michael Kessering has played games there. So there are several Coyotes players that would be available to go play. Yeah, there's just a cutoff date. You have to have them yeah. on the HL roster, even though it's like a paper move. They can still be here. So, yeah, but you you mentioned those two guys. I would fully expect both of them. Yeah. to be, If, if Coley Achonik's healthy, I would expect him to go down. Same. Like I, I wonder about a player. Like I, 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 I get the sense that he's never going down to the AHL. I, I really yeah. think this was part of the agreement with him coming here. But wouldn't Logan Cooley benefit yeah. by playing in some playoff hockey down in the AHL? Look, I know he hasn't played with many of the players. You could, you could send him down and have him play with Dylan Gunther again if you right. wanted. But that experience is so valuable. And if your team is out of it at the end of the season. Why not? Why not? Yeah, that one's interesting to me too because he's still he's a 19 year old kid, and I I would like to see it. And and here's why: 
because we've we've said this about teams that have won in the American League and then gone on and kept that core of players to that learned together, grew together, developed together, and helped win in the National Hockey League. I think Logan Cooley could benefit playing at that pace. It's a little bit you might get to see the Logan Cooley that we were hoping to see here in the NHL. You might get to see him in, in the AHL. And I think you're right. I think it it works best if you put him with Dylan Gunther. Put Dylan Gunther and Logan Cooley on a line line down on the AHL in Tucson and say, Giddy up. And the, the downside of that is now, one, does, what does that do to Logan Cooley mentally? And two, what does it do to all the guys in Tucson have, that have really you know pushed this team along all year and go, okay, now we're here to the playoffs and you're going to sit up in the stands and watch Logan Cooley? I, so I, I, I don't know. Because like, I, I would look at that like as a player and be like, oh, my God, that's so cool that we're getting this boost for the playoffs. Yeah, the 18 that are playing would say that. The yeah. 18 that are playing would say that the the two that are sitting out will be like f you, but yeah. but that's how it's been. I mean, I I think for from the team perspective, yes, I want to see this team in the playoffs. Last year they had a, a quick playoff; and it was in and out, and they were on the road. We haven't been to a playoff game down there since they played at the Dallas Texans down there, yeah. and that was fun being watching playoff hockey, meaningful hockey in that time of the year. And this team's a playoff team; they're going to be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of how far they can go. You've had it. You talked about to Matt Vialta and saw what he's done to their goaltending. You've seen what Josh Doan has done offensively down there. Yeah. And he's having an absolute amazing breakout rookie season down there in the American League. Um, Dylan Gunther, I think, will absolutely end up back there. Michael Kesselring, who I think has shown his offensive side here, needs to really show his grit and defense down in the American League through a playoff fight where you're going to have to be a little tougher and grittier around the blue paint. I think that will absolutely help him. And I don't know if that's a demotion. It's Michael, you've done great here. We, we love your development. Go down there and blow this thing up. Like Be, yeah. be the tough guy we know you can be. So I think that's going to be beneficial, and I think it only helps this franchise in the long run the more guys that can participate in those meaningful games at the end of the year yeah it's fun that's the other side of it for logan cooley it's fun to play playoff hockey and it's yeah. not like the travel uh, i guess there are a couple cities now in the pacific with calgary and abbotsford that are a little bit of a schlep but most of these cities are really close too so the travel is not bad until you get into the deeper rounds more than anything it's playoff hockey you get to play playoff yeah. hockey who doesn't want to play playoff hockey so that's where i stand on it anyway yes i I couldn't agree more. And do we really have to talk about this last topic? Well, I mean, it is one of the major storylines that we <sighs> have. I, I can't even say like conclusive news because who the hell knows with this franchise yeah. conclusive news really on this story that we've been waiting for conclusive news for yeah. 20 plus years, um, 20 plus 20 yeah, plus the arena and the fate of hockey, NHL hockey anyway, in Arizona, really uh, the fate of hockey in Arizona because the Coyotes matter to the rest of the levels of hockey in Arizona. We're, we're going to find out something again. And I, I hope he says it at that news conference so that yeah. everybody can hear it in the back row. The all-star game, the all-star break is not a deadline. We've been saying it on the show so many times we've updated it initially. Yes. The all-star break was the deadline, but we updated that. And we said it so many times. Again, I joke with you guys that we can have a mashup of all the times we've said it on the show quarter one, Quarter one, that is the deadline we've heard. Can deadlines change? They absolutely can change. A lot of factors go into creating deadlines. So yes, they can change, but we're not at the, we're not at D-Day yet. We're not there yet. I hope Gary addresses this with some substance to let people know what's happening here on the ground, but for better or for worse, an answer is coming soon on this. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I waver back and forth on all. Well, I'm I'm overly optimistic, and this is going to be fine, and they were never going to let a team leave. And and Gary Bettman's put his neck out on this franchise several times, and it's going to stay. And I've I've swing there, and then 
this is the first time in a long time that, it, that I've, I've started to be become concerned. And it's just because it's taking so long and it's so quiet and the steps that need to be taken to secure the land that they're talking about securing. And again, that's all rumored. Maybe this is going to pop yeah. up and, and on Monday they go, hey, we're building in Mesa. I, and that could be. It honestly could be. But the, but the, line, the land that they're speculating is state land and there's so many hoops to get through to get that to happen. So that's where my concern is. If that was the land that they're actually talking about, I would like to see that process further down the road than it actually is. Sure. But remember, like, I, I don't believe plan B is relocation. Yeah, I, believe, I agree with that still. I believe relocation, and Gary has said this himself, relocation is the absolute last resort. If the Morellos can't secure something, I still think they're going to pursue local buyers before they pursue relocation. I still think Salt Lake City is, in fact, an expansion market. But if you can't, if you, if you can't secure it for, and it's not like it's simple to say, hey, Matt Ishbia, buy the, the coyotes or some other local buyer, buy the coyotes. It's not that simple. There are a lot of issues and roadblocks in the way of that happening. Keep that all in mind. But I do think that the league, should the Morellos not be able to come up with a solution, and I'm not even saying that can't happen yet, but if they can't find a solution that satisfies the league and satisfies that timeline, I do still think that they will pursue every avenue for a local buyer to keep the team in the market before they go to the nuclear plan of relocating this team to another city. Yeah, and we don't we don't want to say, and Craig made a really good point there, that we're not saying the Morellos can't get this thing done. There's still time to, to get a deal done here, and we've talked about the deadlines at the top, but there's time. But, but that time is dwindling, and it's fading, and the clock is ticking. And if there isn't significant movement on this in the next or days, like days and weeks, we're not talking six months to a year. Like This no. is imminent. Like Things are happening, better be happening behind the scenes very quickly, because if they're not, then... Yeah, I still think the opportunity to get a different buyer to keep this team in a big TV market, the big fan base market, I do think that the NHL clearly wants a team here and they will do everything they can to put it here. But if that starts to fade, they're going to have no choice but to move the team. And that's what ended up happening in Atlanta. When you looked at the Thrasher situation, there was no buyer. There was just no nobody ownership. to buy the team. There was no ownership group. There was no rumored ownership group. There's nobody to buy the team and keep them there. So they had no choice but to move. Yeah. If the, the rumors and the rumor mill are true, then maybe there is still hope that there's an ownership group here. But keep in mind then, for this not to get messy and sticky and really ugly, Morello's going to have to want to sell to that group. And that's where this could get interesting. Um, we're a long way from this thing being over. Um, but it's definitely not going to be over during the All-Star break. Yep. And that's it. And you know what? You know where you can find out everything? You can find it out at PHNX. And it's 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 so beneficial. Now is the time to become a diehard because this is where you get everything. You get a free shirt or hat uh, every year on your anniversary after you sign up. Not just the first time you sign up. Every year on your anniversary, you get access to our premium diehard level content, which is by far the most important thing here. Because Craig goes in there and does chats during games. I go in there and do private diehard PD's puck talks. Leah's doing the private blog for diehards only. You get so much more of the PHNX hockey and coyote content that you become accustomed to. You get more than that. If you become a diehard, you get 20% off all merch. You get 20% off all of our events. Hockey events are coming soon. And and I, aside from that, you get to join the PHNX community. And I think that's incredibly important what this community has yeah, done. That's an underrated benefit of Arizona. 
it yeah, really it's true. A benefit, yeah. And, and you can see that. And ask our diehards. Look, we've, we supported their causes. We've gone to their events, and and not touting the PHX banner, but we went there as as part of the community, and we support each other uh, on and off of the show. And it's it's really really true. So I encourage people to go to gophx.com and become a diehard today. Craig, what do you have coming up um, for diehards and for others? Well, the mailbag just published today, Petey. So. You can go in and read my 55 question mailbag for diehards only. Wow. There's great questions in there. I, I also How many pages? 55 questions because oh, I'm limiting Lord. people to one question now. Sorry, everyone, for that, but you can see how unruly it might get otherwise. But there is a there is a picture of bunnies in the uh, mailbag as well. I should point that out. So, well, that's worth worth the better. trip alone. Well, <laughs> and then I've got some stuff, some special stuff coming up. I am headed right from this show. I'm heading down to the mullet. I should probably clean up a little first because I can't wear this. I'm heading to the mullet. It's semifinal night at uh, Mullet Arena tonight for the Arizona State High School Hockey Tournament. The quarterfinals are over, and it's officially time for the semifinals and they are tonight at mullet arena the first game is at 5 40 mountain ridge faces off against notre dame prep and at 7 20 the number one centennial faces off against number five pinnacle two great games one price two games 10 bucks gets you in the door you get to see both those games and you get to see the asu acha division one team take on grand canyon for that same ten dollar ticket it's gonna be a lot of fun the excitement is growing these games have been fantastic so far um i will be there tonight so so do that and then if you if you can't make it make sure you go to, um, to youtube and watch the asha youtube channel i will be doing along with the play-by-play voice of uh of asha dylan pescator tomorrow we're doing a a show previewing the state championship tomorrow. So look for that on audio um, wherever you get your podcasts. Craig, anything else you got today? Just want to answer Nicholas's question in the chat. Can a Native American group buy a sports team? Of course, they, they're, they're, it's certainly a possibility. And listen, I don't, I'm not aware of any current conversations with the Salt River group, but we do know, and I have reported before, that there's a, there's a plot of land on the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community land, ready to go, ready to go. It's zoned already. Oh, ready to go. Put shovels in the ground. No vote. So, no yes, vote. They could no. own a team. And that, to, to me, that's like a fascinating story if that ever came to fruition. But again, I, like, I, I don't know if the Morello group is going to get this done or not. I, I don't want to jump to that quite yet until we've heard that there's no possibility of securing this yeah, land. One of the things you've heard rumored with that group, Craig, all the way along is that land is ready and you can build. And that's one big advantage. But the other part of it is, is they want to own the team and they're not willing to, hey, we Morello can't go build there. Like That's not that's not option. Like Morello's yeah, he not. He wants to do there. So that's, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. So that's really limiting there. That only can happen if, if, if they're Morello's, the owners. Yeah. Yeah. They own yeah. the team. Yep. So if you want to find that out, make sure you stay tuned to Craig S. Morgan and follow him on Twitter or jump in and be a diehard because if it breaks, it's going to break with Craig Morgan for sure. So follow his Twitter at Craig S. Morgan. Follow me at S. Peters Hockey. Follow Danielle behind the Mac at Abracad Danielle. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave us a like. Join up and subscribe to the PHNX YouTube channel, and you don't miss any of the fantastic content that PHNX picks out, whether it's the YouTube shorts, whether it's these live shows, or whether it's the post-game shows. Craig, we won't be back until when? Tomorrow? Good right. Lord. Yeah. It's our last. Is this the last one without Leah? It is, and it's a fun game. I, I, I want to prime people for this, what's coming tomorrow. Okay. It's a game. And we're going to play it with you. You need to be in the chat in order to play this game. And it's called Trolling the NHL. Whoa. Basically, I'm going to give you the answer, and you have to give me the question. Oh. And I'm not even saying there are wrong questions. That's kind of like Jeopardy. I just want creative questions. I'll have my own, 
but I want to hear what you guys have to say. So again, I give you the answer in trolling the NHL. You give me the question. Stay tuned for that on Friday. Well, before we leave, Craig, because you know I don't like to prepare for anything. Do I have to do anything, or do I just I don't have to prep much? I mean, right? I'll, I'll write the entire script as usual, cool. Katie, So you fantastic, Craig. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Well, that's it for today from the PHNX Coyotes podcast. I can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Where are you going to play trolling the NHL with Craig S. Morgan? This is Petey for Craig and Danielle and Leah in Toronto. We'll see you next time.